2: We're coming today and we have an incredible show with some fantastic headlines because I love interesting and good news. So let's just get right into it. Come on, let's hit the headlines. I, uh... All right, everybody. It is time for Drew's News, that daily whiff, of that fresh baked good news pie. Ah, <laughs> oh, and with me at the desk is my little pumpkin pie, Rossi Ross Nats. That's
3: right!
2: Hi everybody, hi.
3: Hi
2: Rosie! Hi, girl. All right, first we're gonna jump ahead to Christmas for a minute. Ross, do you remember Rockefeller? The little stowaway owl that they found in the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. I'll never last year. forget
4: little Rockefeller. Look how
2: cute. Show of hands. Who remembers Rockefeller? Uh, we were obsessed. Okay, I like. I wanted to know if almost Rockefeller was single. You know, <laughs> like I, I wanted to like move in with him and just live happily ever after. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I wish you well. <laughs>
2: I know it's true, I, I, uh, but listen, this is so exciting because Syracuse.com reports that little Rocky just inspired her own children's book. It's called The Christmas Owl, and it follows her harrowing journey from a forest upstate to New York City and then to an animal sanctuary to her regaining her strength before she went back home to the wild. Again, if she moved in with us.
4: She wouldn't have to. She wouldn't have to go to the wild. Oh, it's gonna be a bestseller. It's gonna fly off the
2: shelves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love her, and guess what? What? I am gonna purchase a copy and I'm gonna read it with um, my two daughters, Olive and Frankie, and I just wanna thank that publisher who thought, you know what? This is a good idea. I have to say, you're right.
4: All right, from, uh, well, this is a weird transition, but from an owl (laughs) to turkey day, um, (laughs) we eat birds. Um, Sorry, let me do a different. Oh, no,
2: it's great. I'm I'm trying to date Rockefeller, and now you're gonna eat the next animal. This is perfect. (laughs) I feel better now. Do you want to date or get eaten? It's your choice. <laughs> <are> your two <laughs> Well, Turkey Day means hours and hours
4: for family conversation, which have you ever been to dinner during Thanksgiving? It can get real awkward when the family's around. You don't want to step in some gravy. We've got some tips for you. Pure Wow put together a list of things not... Repeat, not to say on
2: Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't wait to hear every single one of these. So give it to me now, Okay. Rossi.
4: They say it's going to be real awkward if you say things like this. Hey, so when are you getting married? <laughs> don't ask that and I'm planning right now. So please don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me this question either. Uh, when are you having kids? Uh, or this one. Well, don't ask Uncle Larry if he's still in the closet. Don't do that. I don't recommend. <laughs> they'll let you know when he's ready. What about this one? They say you're supposed to say, oh, you've really lost weight or you've really gained weight. Don't say that. <laughs> the other thing to avoid, I think, don't ask anyone who they're voting for. That could get
2: real awkward real quick. It's true. You know, it's funny, though. I, I I'm okay with that kind of. Chatter. Like, I'm okay with everybody talking about their differences at the table. Like, why are we pretending we're all the same person? Okay, that's sweet. I just want to get it over with. I'm like, like, yeah, I
4: just, great, great cranberry sauce, Aunt Helen. See you next year.
2: Raise of hands who loves their family, but shenanigans will ensue at Thanksgiving. Oh. I love this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I love it. It's so fun. I mean, I'm telling you, you could be alone and feeling awkward or you could be with your family feeling awkward. Take your pick.
4: Yeah. Or you could be on a date with an owl. (laughs) I'm like (laughs) Rockefeller. We're gonna have you for dinner.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, next, (laughs) one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving is that turkey day aroma. It just hangs in the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you smell it? And now Southern Living reports that you can get it without lifting a single pot with the new Thanksgiving Feast Candle. That's right. Oh, whoa. It smells like buttery mashed potatoes, sage stuffing, and cranberry sauce. Are you ready? We're going to take a whiff. I'm very scared to smell it. <laughs>
4: hmm Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It doesn't necessarily smell meaty, but it smells Thanksgiving-y. Yeah, it's the more like floral aspect of... How do you feel about food scented candles in general? Um, I'm... It is a... uh, Was I asking you? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But like, what if I told you, this cause your lovely. favorite food in the world is mac and cheese. What if I said, oh, they also made a mac and cheese scented candle. Would you I be would excited? I would
2: say, bring me a spoon. Uh, uh, um uh, um No. They also make a mac
4: and cheese scented <laughs> candle and I have one right here for you, my love.
2: Oh. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: it doesn't really smell like macaroni and cheese. It smells like something. Oh God.
0: <laughs>
2: this, I, I, I think this candle is just perfect. <laughs> Next, it's time to review the things that you want us to in Drew's Reviews. Oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. And today we're trying a Turkey Day invention suggested by Meg Marin via Instagram. Thank you Meg Hi, for babe. writing to us. And you want us to try Leftover Thanksgiving nachos. Okay. I have to say
4: I've never heard of this. Has
2: anyone here ever heard of this?
4: No, but I like all those words in it. Thanksgiving,
2: leftovers, leftovers nachos. nachos. All right, let's
4: do this. Okay. So it's it's chips with like the turkey. And yeah, I know. I feel like why am I eating with pork? I should mm. just.
2: Okay, hold on.
4: And then there's okay. I didn't realize there was nacho cheese on top of it. (laughs) Hey Meg, Drew can date an owl. I'm gonna date you, okay? (laughs) This is phenomenal. Wow, this is nacho, ordinary nacho.
2: Here's my thoughts. Okay. I love everything except for the cheese. Oh really? Yeah, because it just, it throws everything off. The chips with The Thanksgiving flavors are amazing, but the cheese, I don't know, it's standing in the way for me. I feel like I don't even know you anymore.
4: (laughs) Because um, the cheese makes it for me. Oh, really? Yeah, it takes it to nacho, brings it together, says, come on board, we're a nacho now. Get into it.
2: Well, Meg, I couldn't have come up with any of this without you, so I'm gonna give it three out of five turkeys. All right, okay. (laughs) I gotta give it up to you, Meg, for inventiveness. Yum. Everybody's just recycling the same old thing, but you came to the table with a fresh idea. So that gives me five turkeys out of five yes, for inventiveness. You did. We'll be right back with good news! Well done.
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible
6: Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back to Trues News. Isaiah Garza is our Drew Gooder ambassador, and he is coming to us live from the West Coast Isaiah, you have made kindness go viral on social media and it is your mission to share stories like this. I must say, nobody does it quite like you and we're about to surprise some very special Drew Gooders. Are you excited?
7: I'm super, super excited right now, guys.
2: Okay, so I would love for you to see this backstory. Take a look.
7: The first time
8: I met Teldrick, he was in third grade. He was um, just moving from another school into the school that I work at. I've never had that experience before where you just meet someone and you kind of know like there's something that's different or special about them. So I was gonna go on a solo backpacking trip for the summer and it was a couple days before I was leaving. And his mom called and she was pretty upset. And she said, um, you know, Teldrick was airlifted down to Children's Hospital last night and he's not expected to make it. I went down to the hospital. He was in the PQ at Children's Hospital, hooked up to, I mean, hundreds of machines. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it in my life. He woke up probably five days where he was out of the coma. He was awake and he was starting to move. He was showing signs that he was understanding. It was a true miracle. I did foster Teldrick for six years. And then finally, in March of 2021, he was legally adopted. And finally, Teldrick Albrecht. (laughs) which he's been wanting a long time. Everyone always says, oh my gosh, you saved Teldrick. But in reality, he did, he probably did save me too. It was someone to give my life purpose and guidance, um, just to kind of just put you in the right direction, you know? Something was lacking, like a bigger picture, a bigger meaning was lacking from my life, I think at that time. It was definitely Teldrick, (laughs) so just put me on the right path and gave me purpose, meaning, and a sense of being a parent. It was awesome.
2: Oh, Oh, Isaiah, you're outside of Kim and Teldrick's house right now, along with the crew from the CBS2 Los Angeles. And they have no idea that they're about to be on this show. Um, And we have a massive surprise for them. Isaiah, I love you. Let's do this.
7: All right, let's do this. Hi, Kim and Tildrick.
8: Hello. <laughs> hey,
7: hi. hi. How are you guys?
8: We're really good. How are you?
7: Good, good. My name is Isaiah from The Drew Barrymore Show. How are
8: you guys doing? Good. We're wonderful, Isaiah. All right, let's
7: then... come outside. I got some for you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi.
7: Smile. You're on The Drew Barrymore Show, guys.
2: Hi, Kim. Hi.
9: are you? Say, say hi to Drew and Ross.
2: Hi guys, Kim, um, you- Say hi, say hi. Hi. You, so- hi. you- sorry, you say that um, you knew that you always had a special connection um, to Teldrick when he was your student, and I was just curious if you could tell us about that.
8: There was just this really positive aura with Teldrick. Um, from the day I met him, uh, the smile on his face, the light in his eyes, uh, so full of joy and happiness, and he just brought that everyone around him. He brought that to
4: everyone around him. There's just something about him. And I'm wondering what that moment was like when the adoption was official, when he became your son and you became a family. Honestly, that
8: was the best moment of my life. Oh. Um, it was a whirlwind of emotions, relief, um, happiness, joy.
7: Yeah. Yeah. We find each other That's when we need each other. absolutely amazing. Um, Kim, tell me how do you want this story to inspire others?
8: Well, I hope that this story inspires others that people will believe in miracles. Teldrick truly is my miracle. I never in a million years thought that that he would be my son. And we're here doing all this now. Um, But miracles are out there. They happen. And uh, also, I hope it inspires people to adopt. These children are everywhere. And uh, if it's even in your mind at all, go, go for it and do it because the bond that you'll build with this child is unconditional.
2: Oh, Kim, that's so wonderful. Kim, another thir- thing I heard you do to expand your horizons <laughs> is that you guys love to travel together.
8: We do love to travel together.
2: <laughs> but you had to stop in the pandemic, right? You had to cut a trip off even that you had planned.
8: We sure did. We were in December, we were going to go to Bali for three weeks. And um, obviously, with the pandemic, that was not possible. So, we are waiting for that to come back to us.
2: Well, we have a little surprise for you. We're sending you on a six night, seven day Royal Suite stay to the stunning boutique resort, The Mansion oh. Bali. Oh. It's awesome. oh.
3: There to go, buddy. Yeah, is that yes.
2: Cool? yes. <laughs> thank Rick. you so much, Drew. Oh, I'm thank you. so excited for both of you.
8: Oh, thank you so much, Drew. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, I love
7: you, Drew. I love, I love you, I so love you Also,
2: I want to give our friends at um, CBS Two Los Angeles a big special shout out, and thank you for helping us pull this off. Um, So thank you to our affiliate station. We love you, we'll be right back. Thank you!
9: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
6: Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in.
2: West is one of the most famous radio personalities in the country. His unfiltered tell-it-like-it-is candor has even made him a radio hall of famer. And now he's brought his raw honesty to the television screen with his new show, The God's Honest Truth with Charlemagne the God. And he is here today revealing a side of him that you haven't heard. But first, let's check this out.
1: Are we a society that's really meant for monogamy? I'm willing to bet that it depends on how attractive you are. If you have an unfortunate face, then you're more likely to be good and faithful. (laughs) What? Okay. But there's attractive men who still believe in monogamy like me. happening?
2: Um, one of the things I really found interesting in my research of you was that you have four kids.
1: Four daughters. One that's, that we, I breed queens. I yes. have a 13 year old, a six year old, a three year old, and the newborn.
2: So we grew up uh, differently, different circumstances, different places and spaces, but I think we're very connected on something and I was curious Ooh, tell me. as to why. I don't want my kids on social media. I just feel that this is what's right for me. How come you feel that way?
1: I don't want uh, my kids seeking validation from anybody other than the people that truly, truly love them. Cause imagine growing up in the era that we grew up in where, you know, your every single move it's broadcasted via social media. Like, we gotta be allowed to make mistakes. And then it's that weird, awkward phase, right? Like, I remember in sixth grade when I had, like, glasses in the fanny pack and my glasses used to always fall off my face and they were crooked. So when I took my school picture, the glasses were crooked. Like, I don't want kids getting a hold of that and then I'm a meme for the rest of my life.
2: That's not the worst thing they're gonna find out about you. And you know that's probably gonna just become a fashion trend the next day. Maybe.
1: But then, like, it's really, for me, it's just really the self-esteem thing. I just don't think that people are meant to be that connected like i shouldn't be it shouldn't be thousands of people weighing in on their opinion of you you think that doesn't get to you but it does chip away at you
2: i don't think that any human being is impervious to negative comments it's it's human nature to be hurt by those arrows
1: and you end up projecting that pain whether you realize it or not like you might you know Take it in and then suppress it and tell yourself that it doesn't bother you. But then you just go around projecting that pain and the hurt on every, on everybody else. I agree. So it's impossible to take in all that negative energy and then not project it, you know, to the world.
2: I miss the days when it was just talking about politics and it wasn't so
1: personal. It's almost impossible though now, right? Because now when you look at somebody's politics, you think that is a... a indictment of what that person is about. But I think that is because of the the Trump era, right? Like when you saw racism and bigotry at the forefront like you did, you just assumed, okay, if you're a Trump supporter, then you're just naturally a racist and a bigot. That's not always the case, maybe 75% of the time.
2: I just don't wanna hate people for what they believe in and I don't wanna be hated for being who I am. And I just-
1: Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm, I'm lean towards whoever I see truly caring about the people and for me, that's neither party at this point.
2: So you want it to be equal opportunity and you wanna fight for people. I thought that's what America was about. Yeah.
1: That's what they tell us at least.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what's
1: on the marquee, <laughs> you know? Freedom, justice, liberty, equality for all, but you know, that's, they've been doing some bad uh, marketing for years.
2: And that's why I don't mind having the conversations and I say bring it on, because you might learn something or reveal. That is my biggest problem with like the dating app world. Who can tell from a photograph who that person is and how you're gonna connect with them. I know it's a weird correlation, but I just think- I
1: don't know nothing about that. I just, <laughs> I don't, well, I, c- I couldn't even imagine trying to date in 2021 and having to be on dating apps. Like That's terrifying.
2: Well, cause you're talking about getting to know somebody and the more we put everything in a technological veneer, the less we're actually having that engaged, peeling back the layers That's of That's why
1: onion. what Mark Zuckerberg is doing with Meta is so dangerous. People are already living in like this delusional alternate reality. Now I can just create my own world. Where is the incentive to be something in life? <laughs> if I could just sit in my house and just create this you know, fantasy land where I got everything the way that I wanted, like, ugh. How come nah. also
2: we just skipped right over like social media and the way it's affecting teenagers? Yes. What yes. was that parlay into ignoring all of that and the accountability to how human beings are gonna oh, function real. in this world? We're just gonna go layers deeper.
1: Right? And that's what that's gonna be the crazy part. Ten years from now, what is gonna be the impact of social media? On, on people. Like, I just don't I think we're designed, like the way we're always looking down, the way we see things through the lens of social media all the time, like some people can't even formulate their thoughts yeah. until they get on social media to see what everybody else is thinking. That is scary.
2: I agree. I know the meta thing, I was like, wait, this is the answer?
1: It's like, it's gonna be like Avatar. Yeah. And remember at the end of Avatar, that dude did not come back. He liked living in that fantasy world. Yes. Yeah.
2: Right, because he had Nala too. That's what I'm saying. um. I love the way you talk about the present. I'm interested in your conversations about where the future lies. What is it in you, whether it's the study of Charlemagne and finding that name when you were younger um, and the author that we're about to meet through your imprint? What is it about history that you find so compelling and important to bring into the modern day with you? Oh,
1: well, if you don't you know, know from which you came, then you, know, you won't really know where you're at and you damn sure won't know where you're going. And you know, like my mom was an English teacher. So like I grew up with the Book It program where you had to read four books to get a free pizza. And, and, she, and, she, and she always was telling me, she would always tell me read things that don't pertain to you. So I grew up reading like Judy Blume and Beverly Clearly. Oh.
2: Oh my god no. nothing's fair in fifth grade <laughs> ramona quimby oh, are, you are you there god it's me
1: margaret. me margaret oh you are met girl oh for real so it's like you know I, I just i just you know picked up everything growing up like everything so i would read and she was my mom was Jehovah's witness i grew up Jehovah's witness too so i would just read like my book of bible stories like anything i could get my hands on i would read so i just i'm just intrigued about the world period
2: I love that. Well, let's go to a quick commercial when we come back. We're going to meet the author that Charlemagne is teaming up with and says that she is changing and challenging the way we think. I can't wait to meet her. We'll be right back.
9: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Charlemagne, the God, also joining us is spiritual psychologist and author of Shallow Waters, Anita Kopach. (laughs) Um, Okay, Charlemagne, you called um, your meaning divine uh, and Anita, you said it was magical. Why did those words and feelings transpire?
10: Absolutely, so when I wrote the book. I, I had this time, it was during 2020, right? When I finished it. And there were so many things going on in the world. And I was like, you know what? It's time for this book to come out. And then my best friend Yadi said, you know what? I'm gonna go to the ocean. And she's like, I'm gonna ask Yemeya, who is the main character of the book, who is also a goddess, who is a black mermaid. Yes. And she's like, I'm gonna ask what you need to do with this book. So she went and she heard, you need to give it to Charlemagne. Wow. Yes. And so she did. And two days later, he called me and he was like, do not sign with anyone else. I'm putting this book out. Anita, what was your inspiration for this book? Okay. So first of all, I have to say, before I say the exact inspiration, that growing up, you played such a huge part in my development. I did? (laughs) Yes, you did. And Because as as a magical child, that's how I call myself, because I could see things before they happened. I would see spirits within my family. Everyone knew when someone was pregnant. And so when I saw Firestarter, Mm. I felt like I was seen I was heard, I'm trying not to cry right now, (laughs) because you played such a huge part in the development of my magical gifts. Wow. And so I think for a lot of people, because I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and what is really amazing about that is how fiction stories can come in and bring real healing, Mm -hmm. right, in reality. And so that's what Shallow Waters does. And I've brought in Yemeya, who is an Orisha. She is a Yoruba goddess, the goddess of the ocean. She is a mermaid. She was said to have watched over our ancestors as they went over the Middle Passage. Mm -hmm. And when I was like, okay, there was a black mermaid that watched over my people as they came over, you know, they, they... not necessarily like, so she would watch over the ones that either were thrown over or fell overboard. And also our, our ancestors' souls who made it so that we can be sitting
2: here right now having this conversation. Um, well, we all need more optimism in our lives. So Charlemagne and Anita are going to share some of their secrets to creating positive energy. Charlemagne, what's your ultimate tip for bringing good vibes?
1: Um, be a blessing to other people. Like, I always mm. feel like, you know, regardless of how you're feeling that day, like, regardless of how you're feeling that day, if you do a good deed for someone, like a genuine good deed, just because I think it, it, it automatically will, will make you feel better. That's genuinely what, 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 what gets me off.
2: And Anita, you have a small exercise that people can do?
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> are we about to reach for the ceiling? Yes,
2: we are. <laughs> so this is an amazing
10: exercise called the yes breath that I learned from my Tantra coach. Who, oh. Her name is, is Sam Isadora. She's now passed and is in the ethers. But um, it is an amazing breath that we can all use if we're ever going to an interview or something where you want more energy it will bring the energy into you. And so everyone, if we can all stand up to do this. All right, let's try this, I'm in. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna place our hands up in the air, and you're gonna imagine an intention, right? An intention that you want in your life. Imagine that it's right up there on the ceiling, and you could bring it down into your body by bringing your arms down and saying yes, right? and we're gonna yell it out loud so that our ancestors hear, so that God here, so that all the spirits hear.
2: And ready? Yes. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm.
1: Yes! Yes!
2: Yes! Yes!
3: Yes!
10: Feel that energy that you just made in your body. Woo! Bring your energy down. Ah, and say thank you for yourself for taking this
2: moment. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. Yes. Thank you so much for that <laughs> beautiful ritual. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And make sure you go get shallow waters by Anita Kopach. First time I read it. I said to myself, I had to let my daughter read this because it truly is like a healing, you know, journey, especially for young for young girls. So please make sure you go get Shallow Waters. Woo! Nice and socks and stuff. Yes, yes,
2: yes, 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 yes. All right. Um, don't forget to ma- don't forget to catch uh, the God's Honest Truth with Charlemagne the God Fridays on Comedy Central, 10, 9 Central. Um, and you can get your copy of Shallow Waters on sale right now. Um, thank you guys so much. We'll thank be right you. back. Thank
0: you. thank you. Thank you.
6: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax—the way car buying should be. Hello,
2: welcome back. I'm here with my culinary partner and crime chef, Blair Valdez. No. Hilara and I had a very special Thanksgiving together that is actually a huge centerpiece of our new cookbook called Rebel Homemaker. And here it is, it is the Thanksgiving Roulade. And now we have our own magazine. That's right, we do. And actually the centerpiece of it is this dish because let's face it, all magazines around this time of year are trying to show us inventive ways to approach a Thanksgiving meal. So this one has my heart. I'm so excited to share it with you. Also joining us is a newly engaged couple, your first Thanksgiving as an engaged couple. Congratulations. Thank you, Drew. You've been together for two and a half years. Yes. All right, this is Maria Colonna and Alex Miranda. And I want to welcome you to our Thanksgiving roulade. Oh,
3: excited.
2: <laughs> have you guys ever made Thanksgiving dinner together?
10: We have not. He has helped my family cook. He's an amazing cook, but uh, we're
2: excited for this year to be engaged <laughs> and, Yeah. yeah. Are you guys gonna spend it with family? Yes. yes. Okay, let's show everybody this beautiful take on the classic flavors Mm -hmm. of Thanksgiving done in this gorgeous, gourmet, beautiful way.
3: You guys ready? All right, so basically what Drew was saying, we we took all those flavors and we stuff it in a rolled turkey breast. So why don't we start there with the pounding out of the turkey? Okay, so th- <laughs> I'm very nervous. So the turkey breast actually comes like kind of, if you imagine it without the saran wrap this way, and you're gonna slice and then cut through, not all the way, and you just kind of open it up like a book. Sandwich it in between two <laughs> pieces of plastic wrap. How hard do I pound it? Uh, not super hard. Because you just know I wanna pound ever it really so hard. so slightly gently, yeah, you're doing it. And you wanna do outward motions, basically. There you go, an even thickness. You're doing great, Drew. I like this dance Uh-oh. move. Oops. This is gonna be your Thanksgiving dance move. Okay, I think that's great.
2: I am a rebel homemaker, so one last hit.
3: So let's get to the stuffing. So what we did for the stuffing is, again, those classic Thanksgiving flavors. We sauteed shallots and celery and garlic and onions. Um, and then mushrooms. And as soon as the mushrooms start to caramelize, that's what you have in here, Drew. We basically deglazed it with a
2: little bit of white wine and you're scraping those beautiful bits up basically. Okay, now I'm gonna add in some chopped parsley, chopped walnuts, and dried cranberries or cherries, and give it a good stir.
3: And you're actually gonna lay the stuffing in an even layer across of your turkey breast that we've uh, pounded out. And like, you're gonna spread it all the way to the sides, completely flat. And then what you're gonna do, here comes the roulade part. You ready to roll? Do it. All right. So I like to use a little bit of um, plastic wrap underneath that keeps things a little neat. Well,
2: clean and and also grippable. Exactly. And as you can see, like I'm just
3: pulling it in and rolling. So you're getting this perfect roulade. So you have your roulade here. Yes. And you're going to tie it. And all that does is basically keep the roulade very compact. All right. And we're gonna actually, so Drew, I actually have a fully tied one and I'm gonna start searing it off. So we have a hot pan over here. And I'm just gonna sear. And all you're gonna do is basically sear this roughly two minutes on each side. So two minutes, four sides, all around. And you're just looking to get.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well.
2: This is not how chefs do it, but it works.
3: And then after you stir it basically to a golden brown, you're gonna put the glaze on. And the glaze is just a little bit of tamari, a little balsamic, a little orange juice for the sweetness. And when that puppy is all glazed up, we're just gonna add the leftover stuffing on the side. And then you pop the whole thing in 325 degrees. And it's gonna roast for about 40 to 50 minutes until it's done. So until the internal temperature reaches, thank you. 150. You wanna take it up? You take it out.
2: All right. Perfect. Thank you. There we go. There we go. I'm gonna bring it back with the slice. So how do you think Thanksgiving's gonna go this year as a newly <laughs> engaged couple? Do You go to one house for a little bit and then the other house, how do you guys roll?
8: Yeah, so I usually stop by my family's house first and then go for dinner to Maria's house <laughs> and we uh, spend the Yeah, we have a big blowout out at
10: my house. Yeah, my mom yeah. and my aunt do all kinds of cooking. Really? Yeah. yeah.
8: My family yeah. doesn't cook so
10: much.
3: <laughs> but so. you do a lot of cooking. I do the she cooking. Does. Yeah,
8: yeah, so. My
3: <laughs> aunt's happy for the help. Ah,
2: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> this is my favorite part.
3: Woo! That looks so fun. <laughs> Can I eat you in a nice house? That is pretty. beautiful. beautiful. That's right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Bravo! I mean, look look at how <gasps> it like absolutely beautiful this <sighs> is. Gorgeous. Ooh. And that is, at the end of the day, what it should look oh, like. Beautiful. And then you've it really beautifully. Um, shall we taste it? Because
3: yes. yes. Mm. That's so good. I'm gonna garnish for you. It dressed it up make go, it look um, nice. It's I'm so juicy.
6: <laughs> this is so good. Well done, Drew.
2: So, if you go in the cookbook or the magazine, you will find Pilar's beautiful turkey roulade that I am so proud to be a part of. And thank you for reinventing Thanksgiving for me, Pilar. <laughs> I really, 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 really really love this dish that you made. Um, Maria and Alex are gonna stay with us. I've got a quick and delicious recipe that makes a fantastic side. It is lo-fi, and I guarantee you, everyone's gonna fight over it. We'll be right back.
3: What makes a life a good one?
2: Pilot Chef Pilar Valdez and engaged couple Maria Colonna and Alex Miranda, and we're making Thanksgiving dinner together. As demonstrated, Pilar displayed her gorgeous gourmet turkey roulade because she is an extraordinary chef, and I am a home cook. So, I want to show you a dish that basically anybody could make. I love a traditional boxed, yummy. Lo-fi corn casserole, okay? And this is the dish that everybody's gonna be scratching each Mm. other over. (laughs) So, uh, melted margarine, two kinds of corn, canned, creamed corn, and as I like to say, niblets. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here you have your corn right out of the box, right there, you're also gonna incorporate two eggs and sour cream. I'm just gonna follow the instructions. It can't be easier, it's one bowl, it's old school, it's super classic, I'm even gonna get the whisk out because that'll actually blend it better. And you just cannot fail with this dish. And the way I grew up is, you know, we ate canned and boxed corn pudding and I loved it. And just, where does it go? 375 for 30 minutes. Please and thank you. See, you whip out like a gourmet roulade. I whip out some boxed and canned cream pudding, corn pudding. It's
7: okay with us.
2: (laughs) And they go together beautifully. (laughs) They really do. Check that out. Also like, if you're gonna make a giant Thanksgiving dinner, you are gonna need some sides to be a little bit simpler. Um, I'm going right in, and I think you guys have. And you guys have some. as well. All right, I'm in here. Hey. Um, this is my. Spirit. I'm going to go straight from here. Thank you. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh,
3: it's
7: so oh. so moist, so good. Mm, so say that.
2: Good. That corn. Yeah. <laughs> That's delicious. Do you like it? Yes. Yeah, it's It wasn't <laughs> hard to make, as you could see. It, <laughs> it was
9: hot, but it's
8: so good.
2: It's <laughs> so very good. moist, so <laughs> thank you, Maria. <laughs> and Alex,
3: and <laughs>
1: Alex.
2: Thank you so much, everybody, for choosing to spend your time with us. We make this show for you, so take it with you, and we'll see you tomorrow.